With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. I would like to tell you a story. Knife Talk is sponsored by Evenheat, the manufacturers of the finest knife treat ovens available. Find your next heat treat oven at evenheat-kiln.com. Well, 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 welcome to the Knife Talk All Beef Review. You've been hearing us talk about our beefs for the past few months. Now we've asked our listeners to give us their beefs. So we have a pile of beefs. And today, as always, <laughs> is the great Mareko Momasi of Momasi Fire Arts. What's up? The great Craig Lockwood of Chop Knives. And me, Jeff Fader of Fader Knives, we're here to tell your beefs. And we're not going to give our own beefs. And we're going to listen to your beefs. Where's the beef? The all beef review. What do you guys think? I'm, I'm excited. Good. Let's get all on right, with it. Let's, let's do it. Straight, straight into the first beef. beef. The first beef comes from colbert forge and he says my beef is people or friends who love the idea of making knives and want to come out to see us work they say it's fine i won't get in the way but i'll help you is this the one that we he has got an audio beef for we've got audio. yeah let's audience. let him yeah. let's hear what this guy has to say let's just see him say it again <laughs> right my beef is people <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure this is a real British accent. Let's play him again. Right. My beef is people <laughs> wanting to come, they're interested, they want to come and see us make knives or do whatever or want to make a knife and think that because they've done a tiny bit of work or done something with a hammer once, they're not going to encroach on my time or anything. And they go, oh, no, no, be fine. I won't get in way. I'll help out. You're not going to help. You're going to take up my time, my energy my money, and make something shit out of material that's <laughs> not paying me for anything, and then expect me to be cool with it. And for you to come out and do it over and over again. Like, my time isn't valuable. That's my beef. I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. I completely agree. I completely yeah, people agree. Think we, people think we're just, like, we're all fooling around. I, I think that's the problem is this is such – this kind of work is so, like, outside the norm that we're just kind of playing in our backyards, and it's not a business. So they just think that we just, like – you know, just shit out knives left and right, and they can come in and shit out a knife too. Hmm. hmm. I think it's anything creative yeah. where, you know, if you're doing something, people don't understand yeah, the it. process. That's really what it comes down to. They just think, oh, can I just have 10 minutes of your time just to do this for me? And it's like, that's a lifetime of work to get to there. And well, that also happens you know? in classes. When you when these guys come in, they, they, they're they going to take an introductory knife class. They're already right out of the shoot. Like, I, I want to make a samurai sword right out of the shoot. And they think it's like super easy. <laughs> or like, I had a guy who said to me one time at another shop, he said, he's, I want to make a Bowie knife. I'm like, hey, man, you're going to be lucky if you make an escrow. Come on, baby. <laughs> I was just going to say, I think, I think it comes down to recognizing your limitations. I think, unfortunately, people are not good at that game. 
But I think also if you've never done it, then or you have limited experience in something, then you just don't know. But yeah, the reality is it's, it's not realistic, especially when people are doing it as a business to come in and and waste their time, basically. Let's go with number two. Next beef. <laughs> uh, next beef we got from, uh, let's see, at First Time Forge. My beef is that all these blacksmith and bladesmith and many other disciplines, YouTube channels, tell you how you can get into the crafts, but they're still there with their fancy workshops behind them, and it still seems un- unattainable, uh, excuse me, unattainable from the newcomer's perspective. I see. So people just saying, you can get into it, and they have, like, all the fanciest gear. Yeah, they got mm. the shit, yeah. He's bummed out. He doesn't, bu- he's yeah. bummed out because he's just got a file and a, a file and a toaster oven. He yeah. wants, he wants that, but he wants an anvil and a, and a power hammer. But he, if he was given one, or if he had the opportunity to use one. Unfortunately, it takes a long time to get this, unless you got a lot of dough, it takes a lot of time to kind of, you know, get this shit together and you, and, you oh, know, yeah, figure sure. out what to invest. And I understand it. It sucks. You know, all of a sudden, you know, you want every, that's why everybody wants to make Damascus is because they just assume that, you know, you yeah. fire and you can make it. I definitely understand where he's coming from, and mm-hmm. I, but I think it's a little bit of a, a grass is greener situation. And oh, it, of course. It, the, the reality course. is, yeah, it just it takes a lot of time to get there. And like Jeff said, if, unless you got a huge cash infusion, you know, you're not starting out there. You you work up to that position. But I'm with yeah. you, first time Forge. For I sure. hear you. I hear you. Number three. This is a big beef. Oh, this, this is, is a good one. Oh, yeah. This is from Room Custom. Put a good Knives. accent on it. Put a good and, accent on it. What well, accent does he have? That it, I would assume that he's from. I would assume Australian. That I, I, I'm not doing it. I would assume that he's. I would assume that he's English. People. Go ahead. Really? Okay. I, I don't <laughs> want to do an English accent either. So beef time. Those motherfuckers <laughs> who stand in. The, <laughs> this sounds like Jeffs. I'm sure she's Jeffs. Those motherfuckers who stand in the express lanes of escalators in busy public transport train stations. Can you see? That all the considerate people standing patiently to the left or the right, depending on where you come from, who obviously are more organized and they have plenty of time to catch their train or whatever what they're waiting for. So that's where the fuck you <laughs> should be standing, not blocking the only way for the other poor pastors like myself who always have to run to make the train from making said train. So I think basically what Rune Custom is saying, he's really, he's really unorganized and he hates the people who are organized. You get out of his way! I'm on a tight schedule. <laughs> so he's saying, to be clear, this beef extends to the people directly behind the aforementioned inconsiderate fucks. They have a civil duty to tell the offending mouth breather to move fuck the off. fuck along. Move the fuck along. If they fail in that duty, when they are not only gutless, they are part of the problem. Side note. I have no problem with leisurely escalator behavior at the mall or other locations where time is not a factor. Mm. Beef get out. out of beef. Get that, out of that man's that does way. That drive me nuts at the uh, at the airport. <laughs> you're like on the. You're in a rush <laughs> sometimes, and it's not necessarily your fault. You know, sometimes flights get behind, and you had you know 40 minutes to get to your next flight. And now you got 15. Um, and then there's people just standing right in the middle of those those moving walkways, and it's mm. like, get the fuck out of here! Just stand to the side. You don't need to take up the whole damn thing. I, in some, I absolutely... in some countries are better about it. I think. I think. I think the United States are terrible about it. They 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 they're awful. 
Yeah. Something tells me room custom knives wouldn't enjoy living in France where everything is so slow. Yeah. People don't move. Room, room custom knives might need to have some uh, time management issues too. I, I think I think he's I think he's getting stuck behind people too long. I, th- I think he's got a problem. All right, next beef from Brian Studley Bladesmith. My beef submission would have to be when someone asks you uh, asks. What you do in your free time or you tell them you make knives and they screw up their face and mention knife crime. Like I'm spending 40 hours making a, a knife to sell for a fiver to some kid on a street corner. Doesn't happen very often, but when it happened. So he, he <laughs> so that is, that is, I understand what he's saying because oh, sure. I actually have, uh, I've when somebody says you're a knife maker and, oh, you make weapons. And, and I'm like, no, 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 yeah. no, I don't, no, I don't. But I do understand that, like uh, that idea that we're doing something on the, you know, less than shady. Less than, uh, <laughs> yeah, there's a little shadiness yeah. to it, and yeah, I, I you know, why well, is it? Don't, okay, you, you may. Oh, that's so dangerous. Are you a dangerous person? No, ass wipe, and we're not. We're, <laughs> Jesus, yes, yeah, yeah, are used for more whatever. than just killing people. Yeah, well, one would hope. One would hope. Next beef. <laughs> Next beef. It's from Brett Bennett Knives. My beef is with the ungrateful people. If you have the time to ask for advice, surely you have time to thank the person who provided it. There you go. Yeah. People are people are yeah, not people. People don't. They are not. You help them and they don't say thank you. That's annoying. Super annoying. Super annoying. I think that comes back down to time, doesn't it? Just expecting to take people's right. time from them and just you know not not but appreciating I it. I will also say. That as one of my one of my parents, I don't remember which one said, that you don't give a gift for thanks. So sometimes you just got to do it and not worry about what their response. You got to do it because you you're a good person, and you know just don't do it again. <laughs> hmm. Okay, oh, number six. This is from Pick Art Nate. Um, again, all these usernames are on Instagram, so you can go follow all these people. Right, uh, a karambit. Is that a knife fad? I can't fucking take it anymore. <laughs> that that's that uh, that knife with a little hole in the bottom, so you can swing it around your pinky, right? No, it's, it's I think it's so. Curved yeah. like a talon, so. kind of. Oh, like a nail. Yeah. Like a like a like, like yeah. A velociraptor yeah, it's kind of like a, okay. it's yeah, like a yeah. It's very uh, and you see these these people flipping it around. It's very uh, intense. Yeah, that's probably for the more for the EDC world, I assume, and for a little bit, yeah. I tell you what, and Mareko can back me up on this. Is the last time I went to Blade Show, you'll see like sitting in corners of the Blade Show these kids with their butterfly knives and their and their carambit <laughs> carambit oh knives, and they're flipping them around. They're flipping them around, and it's like it's like they're only flipping them around for this reason. They're looking to be discovered by somebody. There's the only the only reason why you do that, and and it is pretty funny because you know some of them are very talented. I know they have like contests for how you can flip your butterfly knife around, but it's just like I I always want to catch when they catch my eye. I'm always looking at them, and I can always tell that they're thinking maybe maybe Doug Markaida will 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 find me, and and I'll be I'll be the next I'll be his next uh, protege. You got to start trolling them. You gotta troll them at Blade. Be like, whoa, 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 whoa! Wait a second. Can you do that trick again? All right. Well, there we, I think we got a new. I think we got a new bit. <laughs> the old. Uh, I, I don't know if you saw. There was a. Oh, never mind. I'm not gonna go into that. Um, sorry. That was a bad. All right. Number seven from Vashon Knives. 
Okay, here's my beef. Knife makers who pass work off as, quote, forged, when all they've done is put some hammer marks on the spine of a stock removal knife. I have no problem with guys doing the hammer marks. It crashes the look. Uh, it, it crashes and looks cool to add texture, but don't call it forged. Call it forged texture or forge, F-A-U-X-R-G, or something. It's a dishonest otherwise. And I agree, and I recently did some knives. When I did the Cuban knives, we wanted to put some texture in them, and I did hammer the, the spine to put texture in the spine. But I will say this. I never, I never pass off shit that it isn't. I'm very, very honest about, you know, I never try to like, ah, and they'll never know the call it for it. I'm 100% agreement. Just be 1,000% clear in what you're doing. That's the reason why you don't hear me call blades, by myself a bladesmith very often, because I'm not blade, I'm not smithing any blades. You haven't got a smithy. Uh, don't bring that beef. This is no beefs from us. It's all beefs <laughs> yeah. from you. But I, I totally understand that. It's it's this idea of 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 you know making it seem like something that it isn't. I completely agree with Vashel and Knives. Totally. Yay. All right. Number eight is at T Mac M A C K four oh one. My beef is with Amazon for ruining my shopping cost experiences. Uh, expectations. Oh, sorry. Oh, fuck. For ruining my... Sh- I'm, I'm a dyslexic. Give me a second. <laughs> For ruining my <laughs> my shipping cost expectations, then ordering from knife supply places and feeling like the shipping prices are outrageous. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm with that beef. I'm with it. Yeah. Shipping, you know, sometimes you may need, you know, something small and you get a ship and it doubles the price. It, Yeah. I uh, I actually there's a company that I I buy stuff from. I'm not going to go into it, but when they sh- when they charge for shipping, it's like I had to write a letter saying like, "Hey man, what is going on with your shipping costs?" And they said, "Oh, we we always refund you. We refund you after the shipping. We re- refund you the balance after we actually ship it because we just don't know the weight." So they like they like blow your doors off in the beginning with the shipping costs, right. and and then then they mm-hmm. and then they refund you the balance after it's shipped. And it's just like <laughs> sometimes it's like whoa whoa hey what are you doing what are you doing? <laughs> I I know who that is, and I, that that I, I know you know who that is. That I know who me, you know that, that is. threw me for a loop the first couple times. I was like, what the fuck's going on here? <laughs> Wait, man, what are you doing? What are you doing? Hundred dollars? What are you talking about? I know you know. I we know. We all know. Everybody know. I think the people listening to this know too. Oh, cool. I was just gonna say those big companies like Amazon, like they can afford to absorb that shipping cost. But a lot of the the knife supply places, they're small businesses, just like the knife makers, and can't really absorb that cost of the shipping. And so it's just kind of I don't know. In well, defense it's a, it's of a, of the knife supply companies, it's, it's something to keep in mind. <laughs> but it's also hard. It's also hard for these guys especially you know n- mostly these knife supply places don't have great websites so it's hard for them to put in the mm-hmm. uh the uh the calculations yes, to yes, figure out yeah. the shipping based on weight and size and stuff like that especially you know they, they, these guys have sell everything right. you know you don't know what size you got to put it in and it, it, they, they do they do kind of fuck that up yeah okay number nine lb blade works Bit cheeky here. He's got three, but they're very, very quick. <laughs> so first of all, he's got a beef with anyone who puts a knife in the dishwasher. Ding, I'm with him there. Number two, <laughs> anybody uses one of those pull-through sharpeners. Ding, I'm with Ding. you there. And three, most important, importantly, anybody who isn't listening to knife oh, talk. Oh yeah, that he's is got very he's important. got beef with people who doesn't listen to knife talk. <laughs> That's he's a got, dedicated listener. Yeah, he's got some beef. 
He's yeah, got don't beef. Put the, don't put that dish. Don't put that knife in the dishwasher. Come on, baby. We all know this. We're all in there with you. Don't do it. Number 10 from Bob Rankin Custom Knives. Love Bob. My beef is when with my beef is when somebody asks for a price. So you go through all the questions for them. Then you give them a price. You see they read it. I understand if it's not your price range, but just say thanks for your time. But I can't do that right now or something. You know, they so so he <laughs> yeah. goes through like the the pricing, he goes through the the bidding, and then he makes a big production and then they he sends the bill and they don't get anything back. That's the oldest story in the book. Yeah, not yeah. good. Not good. So we've got an audio beef. This is from Edge in Hand. All right, Knife Talk. I got a beef for you. My beef is with autocorrect. <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't learn what I'm talking about. I'm not trying to get a good fit up against the Ricardo. <laughs> I'm trying to get a good fit up against the Ricasso. Okay? I'm not trying to find good lines across the slime of a knife. I'm trying to get good lines across the spine. But Tang usually works out. That one's working for me. I think that one's taking the lead. Let's get so it together, far. autocorrect. Tang's That's my beef. Uh, it's the comedy timing that I love. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's hilarious. The- Tang that was edge in hand, and I'm with you. Autocorrect. Oh, He's put yeah. me in hot water a few times. Yeah. Oh, it drives me crazy. I'll be one letter off when I'm spelling something, and it corrects it to a completely different word. And I'm like, who's doing this? Who's sitting behind <laughs> this fucking screen and autocorrecting my words? Stupid. Yeah. Well, if they're good enough, you got to send it anyway. Like I once was writing something, I think the sunset, and I might have accidentally wrote something, and it turned into gorgeous penis, and I just sent it anyway. <laughs> I don't remember what I said, but I, I'll fucking if it's something fucking bananas, I'll fucking send it anyway. And, and like, uh, what the fuck? What are you? What's gorgeous penis? <laughs> like I don't know what I said, but it's that's it. Gorgeous penis. I hear you, man. I hear you. All right, our next beef is from uh, Goat Goatneck Custom Knives. He says, my beef is people that comment price on Instagram and never buy anything. Bro, if you don't have any money, just like or say something nice. <laughs> I fucking hate that. I hate it when someone yeah. says that. It's it's the worst. Price, how much? How yeah. much? How especially, much? Price? Especially on the post. Like, it's so tacky. It's super yeah. tacky. I mean, you know what's even tackier is they can't even bother writing a complete fucking sentence. They just write <laughs> price or or like do, the dollar sign emoji and a question mark emoji. Come on, man. Come yeah. on, man. That's not how it works here. Actually, it's funny because, you know, I had to like write on my uh, Instagram, uh, my bio, in, in, in capital letters, <clears throat> all price inquiries, you have to go to the website. And yeah. no one ever reads that anyway. Nobody like, oh, reads. Yeah, nobody no, reads no, no. anything. But that is just like, yeah, how much? Yeah, how much? It's the same thing as I had that beef a long time ago of like, yeah, put me down for one. Put me down for one. Oh, I hate I hate it when people do that. Price, how much? What? I'm with him. Fucking goat neck. <laughs> Love fucking goat neck. Goat neck, I'm with fucking you, man. I'm with you. Oh, okay. okay. Pull yourself together. Okay. Number 12. <laughs> Brotherhood Knives. And he said, when you've been hand sanding for a while and someone walks in and says, hey, man, you missed a scratch. 
Oh, oh man, you, you've got to throw something at them. Just the nearest <laughs> thing to you, just throw it straight at them. It. I had a guy come into the shop and he picked shit up and he eyeballed shit. He was trying to break my balls. I just, it was like, you got to leave. You got to get out. You got to get out. Yep, not good. All right, number 13 from Camacho Knives. Goddamn fucking robocalls. I use my cell as a business phone for people to call and make appointments. If I take all my grinding gear off to answer the phone and it's a robocall, I lose my shit. I'm a few days away from going off the grid. Dude, I don't know what's going on in, in, in the New York City area, but I have been getting these calls from Chase Bank. But it's always in an Asian voice, in an Asian, in, in, in some Asian language. I'm going to try to be general because I don't know exactly. And it's always, it's, 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 it's become an epidemic in New York. You're getting these Asian bankers, you know, mm-hmm. robocalls. And it's like you want to just, you want to fucking lose your mind. You, you stop everything to pick up the phone. You're doing something and you think it's somebody important. Because nowadays we don't get phone calls anymore. We get texts. And you get a yeah, phone call, yeah. you think somebody's fucking dead or somebody's in trouble. Or I, I hate answering the phone now because I think there's something wrong. Ever the optimist, Jeff. No, yeah. Don't phone you? Rings, you think someone's dead. Yeah, it's true. I get, I get a, I get a nervous feeling when I get the phone. The phone rings. It's just like, oh god, now what? Oh uh, yeah. well, god, something's wrong. I, it is true. I, um, yeah, you're right. I'm with you, Camacho knives. Fuck you, robocalls. <laughs> All right, number 14 is from Garage Knife Shop. My beef is how my parents use kitchen knives. Scraping the edge on cutting boards and putting them tip down into the sink and other knife abuse. Yeah, yeah. It's, hard to, it's hard to watch that. I feel you. I feel you, Garage Knife Shop. My... My my wife and daughter do it, and I I try not I don't I try not to be a crazy person. I just try to be like oh, they don't care. It's fine. Just let them just do it. I'm not going to chastise. I mean they're they're just, just going to look at me like you know fuck you. Get a, get a, <laughs> don't tell us. Well, I don't want to hear about you and your fucking knives. Get out of here. Leave me alone. I'm just going to cut some bread. <laughs> I don't say anything anymore. I'm just like, all right, just pick it up and lie. I just keep my mouth shut. Number fifteen, Thompson Blade Works. His beef is with people trying to negoti- negotiate a price. Oh, Damn straight, go. yeah. We're not we're not used that. car salesmen. People are not coming to us, <laughs> well. and, you know, asking for a discount. We put a lot of work into what we make, well. and this is this is the cost. Unfortunately, yeah. there are a lot of people who do that in our community who do that with other people, and and I am I'm a hundred percent. If I ever buy anything from someone that I know, they give me the price, I pay the price. I never, I never, yeah. or if I can't afford it, I'll say I just can't afford it. But I never try to nickel and dime anybody. I just, I hate, I, I wouldn't want anyone to do it to me, and I, and I, I feel yeah. very strongly about that. I hate that. I never do that. Cash discount? Well, you don't go to the, <laughs> you don't go to the supermarket and load exactly. up your fucking exactly. shopping cart with food, and then when you get to pay it out, all of you turn to them and say, hey, man, will you knock off $20? Or if I pay you cash, would you not? No, no. You, you buy the groceries. They would look at you like you're crazy with a cart full of groceries. Yep. All right, number 16. This comes from Gunstone Creations. Customers ordering a blade that state, all right, customers ordering blades that you state have a 12-week turnaround, and they get pissed when it's been two weeks. It happens all the time. Amazon Prime shoppers everywhere. <laughs> Laughing, smiling, emoji face. Yeah. Amazon are taking a beating in this episode. <sighs> yeah, well, you know, we have to – that is part of this business is we have to kind of re-educate people to 
how things are and that we're not like these people and it takes a long time and you have to kind of uh, curate the whole procedure and you have to re-educate them in, time in how things work. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I'm with you, uh, Gunstone. Yeah. Our next one comes from Swift Knives UK. I'm not going to do it in a, U- a British accent because I know oh, I'm Oh, please do. Please do. Please do. <laughs> Please do. Fucking hell, Mary Poppins. Fucking hell, Mary Poppins. I love okay. it. Do it. Friends asking, when are you going to make me a knife for free? When they don't understand the time, effort, and money that goes in into each and every fucking knife you try to make. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Uh, Sorry, that I was hate horrible. It. People do that all the Swift time. Knives. No, yeah, that was sorry. people. People ask me for free shit all the. Wait, when are you gonna make me a samurai sword? I'm never gonna make you a fucking samurai sword. Leave me alone. <laughs> they always say that. When are you gonna make me a Bowie knife? Never. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. No, you know what you do. We're you not make playing a, around you make, here. You make letter opener size samurai swords. So uh, here you go. Here you go. This is hey man, you know what you should do? Hey man, you know what you should do? You should make me a a kirkery. Yeah, fuck <laughs> you. Make yourself. Make it yourself. <laughs> Fucking love this beef show. I'll be for Num- you, baby. Number eighteen. Dh knives asks. I hate getting a knife I've bought, and I've been stoked only to have it show up and be sloppily assembled and finished. Oh, it happens. Mm. Is it? Yeah, I've I've seen plenty of people out there, and that you know. Photoshopping and retouching their knives, you know, before they put them up for sale, that kind of thing. And it's just not, you know, it's not a fair representation of no. what they got. So, right. No. You know, but be straight. at the, at be the straight. same time, be straight, but also <laughs> if somebody sees it, and I actually had one guy a long time ago, he was a little crazy, but it's fine. And he said to me, it wasn't what I was expecting. And I said, well, if you don't want the knife, I don't want your money. Send it back and I'll refund you completely. And that's what I did. Hmm. And that, yeah. I think that. I think that you know you, you got to try to be as clear as possible, and I I agree. It's not that's a drag if you like ah oh, that's not what I that didn't look like that. It, you think you're being swindled, and it sucks. It totally sucks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, number nineteen from our boy Jared Thatcher over Boot Hill Blades. My beef is chef knife makers who have zero knife skills like me. Cutting onions and shit, trying to show how great their knife is, and that's literally showing nothing. Yeah, he's just chopping all sorts of shit up and he's making a mess of the thing. Look how great my knife is, but my onions look like they put through the wood chipper. You know, like the chef from uh, Sesame Street, just like everything going. Yeah, everything. yeah, yeah, yeah. The Swedish chef. This and he's fucking just I hit it with a pan. I love it. <laughs> All right, the next one, number 20, is from JS Metalworks. When people in my family say, I'm not telling you how to run your business, but you should try or you should buy, insert tool, like it could be something I'll never use uh, to a scroll saw or a belt grinder from Harbor Freight, even though I just upgraded it. Stop telling me how to run my business. Uh, Whenever you know anybody starts with, I'm not telling you how to, 
It's always <laughs> a but. Always a but. Oh, oh my you God. know what you should do? You know what you should do? I'm going to, ah, uh, you know what you should do? You should fuck away off. That's what you should do. <laughs> That's what you should do. Fuck away off. That's what you I hate that. I hate when people tell me. I, I get that a lot. Oh, 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 oh. I got a, I went to a thing and I was talking to this guy and I was talking to his dad and his dad was just like, well, how much does this cost? Well, how much does this cost? How much does this take to, well, maybe, you know what? At this rate, you should just, why don't you babysit? That's, that'll give you better, you should babysit. You'll make more money babysitting. And I told this whole fucker, I told this old fucker in front of his son, hey, man, I'm about to throw you over the side of the Hudson River. How do you like that? How, how do you like to take a swim? I know. I, don't be somebody else. Live your life. Live your life. Live somebody else. Don't live your own. Don't live. Just live your life. <laughs> I got a friend back back home who, who always has a good idea for me. Uh, and I'm like, buddy, I love you. Shut the fuck up. Like, you got, you got nothing for me. He's like, oh, have you ever thought of this? And I'm like, yeah, I thought about that. And I'm like, I live this shit every day. You're busy doing what you do. Mm. I don't bother you about that. Is so. his name Damascus Dave? No. <laughs> Are you sure it's not Damascus Dave? Because Damascus Dave likes to text me after every episode or <laughs> when I do anything to tell me what I'm doing right or wrong. So sure it's not Damascus Dave? I, it might be Damascus Dave. Fucking it sounds Damascus like Dave. I love Damascus Dave. He's my buddy, but boy, I'm about to bl- I'm about to change my phone number on that motherfucker because he's telling me all sorts of shit to do. But he's the best, and I'll we'll leave him alone. All right, number twenty-one, Glenn Wells. This is particularly good. So my beef is when Americans say Craig instead of Craig. I love the show, guys. Keep up the great work. And I've got to say, Sandy from Young Knives also sent the same beef in. Right. People saying Craig. My name's Craig. Craig. What's, can I? I, may, was, may I, I was born. My mum and dad called me Craig. You may come from a different country where you you say it differently, but on my birth certificate it says Craig. Listen, I'm Craig. Listen, this is coming from George. I I, I just need to know. <laughs> I need to know. I need to know. Is there? I mean, I look. I I probably have said Craig before, or I probably say Craig all the time. I will now say Craig. Craig. Is that Craig. correct, Craig? It, Craig. The French call me Craig, but um, it's That's, Craig. It's Craig. I feel your moving I on. I feel your pain. I'm sorry. Yeah. If I, mer- if I now, your name. now let's just get this. Let's just get this out in the fucking open because I got a feeling I've been saying. And Mareko is one of the greatest guys. I think that he doesn't. I don't think any of us. Are, I think the Samoan, <laughs> the way the Samoans speak. I think they're throwing some. They're emphasizing different. Different accents and, sh- and, and and vowels and shit. I want to know right now how you say your name, and I'm going to make sure I don't say it wrong anymore. Go ahead. Ready? You ready? Yeah. Craig. Yeah. Craig. <laughs> Not you. Craig. We know Craig. Craig. We know Craig. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. Who are you talking myself or Morocco? No, we already to? know. You want to be Craig. We're you're Craig. We want to go Morocco. Yes. Go ahead. How you say your name correctly? Morocco. What? Wait, wait. You're, you're what? Say it one more time. Mareko. Mareko. You really roll the tongue. You roll. We gonna roll the it, tongue on that one. A little, a little bit. It's 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 for posterity. No, uh, <laughs> it's good practice. Uh, yeah, I mean, technically, that's how it's supposed to be said. And actually, in say Sa- the whole thing in one Sa- more time. In Samoa, the R is actually an L, which a lot of Asian languages do. They're, the R's and L's are interchangeable, and it's actually pronounced maleko. Um, but it's, yeah, Yo, but it's 
I'm gonna start calling you Maleko. Is that Maleko. is that correct? <laughs> oh, wait, are we supposed to call you? Mal- e. Are we supposed Echo. to round the R's? Or are we gonna call you Maleko? <laughs> not ma. I'm so it's sorry. Ma. <laughs> ma. Areco. Ma. Ma. Le- ma. Reco. Ma. <laughs> just one. Just one roll, though, Craig. One this more time. Weird. This show's you just weird. said Craig. You just called him Craig. It's Craig. I said Craig. You gotta get that right. Come on, Maleko. Let's go. How do you say your name? Come on. This is gonna be crazy. Calm just, down, Geoff. Just, just call me Mark. Just call George. me Mark. Maleko. Is that right? Maleko. Does that no, sound okay? That's not right. No, it's terrible. We'll say it right. <laughs> Let's I'm move really on. Let's know. move on. Yeah, this is ridiculous. Ugh. <laughs> <sighs> All right. All right, here we go. Number 22. When people say, oh, you make knives? Have you seen that show where they make knives forged <laughs> in something? You should be on that. No way. You mean I have to be on a show about making knives? Wow, I'll have to check it out. And then he had the uh, rolling the eyes emoji face. There's a lot of <laughs> yeah. that. I'm sure you know, lot, we got yeah. a we got a Forge and Fire champion in in the midst, Maleko. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's he's he's. I get it. You bet. You how many times have you heard that oh, after you've been I, on it? I hear it all the time, all the time. People who follow yeah. the show. Oh, I love this show, and they know the name. They've seen every episode, and they say you should go on there. <laughs> <laughs> been on there twice, motherfucker. <laughs> and I say, Whoa. yeah, I should. It would be interesting. All right, next one is from DKS Knives. My beef is what is when someone asks you for prices on custom knives, then turns around and asks you why so expensive. Yeah, yeah this is where it's, that's a hard it's, it's one. Annoying. I hate that. Well, one. It's, yeah. I get it. We've been we've been uh, we've been lulled into the this idea that things are inexpensive, and a lot of it has to do with the fact that nobody knows how things are made anymore. You know, with the after the Industrial Revolution, I mean, that's why people think blacksmiths just make horses. I mean, if you think about all of the things that blacksmiths horses? used to do. Horses? All horseshoes. Fucking Craig. <laughs> Sorry about that. My bad. They make horses. Good catch, man. Good catch. Nay. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. But, you know, people used to know when you needed a pan, you went to them, the blacksmith or the, or the nails. People have no idea how things are made anymore, and then they just – they get these inexpensive things because it's what they're used to seeing. A $150 knife at Bed Bath & Beyond is an inexpensive knife. And they don't realize – so when you say 500 bucks, 1000 bucks, that, you know, they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. What are you talking about? It's annoying. Hmm. I generally send them a video of you know the process being done. But you know, there's no, trying, no point trying to convert these people, I don't think. So it, it is no. what it is. When yeah. somebody says, as soon as they say, why so expensive, it deals over. I mean, you know mm-hmm. that ain't, they ain't coming back. You There's no convincing them. No. No, yeah. it's over. They've already made their decision. They're just and – it's, and it's the funny thing is, is it's really not like, why is it so expensive? It's, it's not – they're not asking. They're just saying, you're too expensive. <laughs> they're, not, they're not asking mm-hmm. why. They're saying, I can't afford you. I want to know why you think you're so crazy that I should pay you that much money. Yeah. <laughs> no, the people you Number want 24. are people, people who get it. And that's why I put so much stuff out is so that people get it. So when they come to me and I want to buy a knife, it's really just a question of price and not why. They get why. Mm. They just don't know if they can afford it or not. So yeah, true. Put, yeah. more, put more content out, bud. Yeah. Number 24, Marlborough Handcraft. His beef is when scale suppliers oversand and buff the inside of a scale 
making them bowed and, and therefore necessitating flattening before being able to use them. Mm. So please help remedy this problem that plagues us all. I will. I know what he's saying, and a lot of it's yeah. because these scales, when they show up, they're already pre-cut, and yeah. I, that's the ones. If you, I buy sheets, and it never, I don't, I never have that problem. And that, yeah. unfortunately, that's. Uh, and uh, actually, on a on a on a other note, if somebody wants to tell me the right size, the right kind of uh, circular saw blade I should be getting for cutting G10 scales, that's something that I've gone through more G10 scales. Or more b- blades because the G10 is so hard to cut. But yeah, it's I've gotten those bowed, uh, bowed mm. knife scales. Yeah, some of that might be also from just moisture content differences from where the knife the scales are being purchased to where they're landing. I know it's not yeah. long, but you know I've I've watched almost completely watch scales bow because of their moisture content either collect like gaining more moisture or losing moisture and it's crazy so that might also be another issue yeah oh yeah yeah you're absolutely right actually i'm uh i was kiln drying some cherry from this tree that was someone who's married under and they wanted the, the the wood from the tree they're married under for their scales and i kill and i made up the blocks big just because i knew that there was gonna be some Man, I turned those. I turned that wood into some bananas. I got some bananas mm. going on. That, that right. shit is cupped. That's a cupped. Uh, it's cupped. All right, number twenty-five. This comes from Robinson Knives. My beef is when I make a knife for sale and people say they want to buy it, but then they ask, "Can you just change this or make the handle a little bit bigger?" And I'm like, "No, the knife's finished, and that's that's <laughs> it. That's it." And all of a sudden, they say they don't want it. You're not willing to change. Make the handle bigger on a finished knife. Yeah, well, no, people do that. Yeah, listen, I, I know, you know, you make something new. I love that. Can you change this or can you put your, my name on it? Put my name on it. People do that a lot. That's fucking yeah. annoying. Order a custom <laughs> knife, you fucker. This is the done finished knife. I'm not going to change it now. Robinson, <laughs> I'm with you, man. I've gotten that. and Or like a lot of times people, and you know, this is another thing that, that this gets me crazy is people say, can you put my name on it? Can you put my monogram on it? It's like, what are you? What are you afraid someone's going to walk away with it? What do you need your name on it for? Go, go, keep eat it. <laughs> All right, the next one is from Zim Knives. Uh, he Love says, Nate. "My beef is makers who haven't grasped basic knife making techniques, buying expensive tools that I can't afford." Yeah, Nate. Nate Nate's <laughs> mad. Nate Nate's mad that other people got nice equipment. He wants that nice equipment. <laughs> That's, that's a jealousy thing, surely. <laughs> Nate is a dynamite dude. Nate is a dynamite dude, and he's got a fucking awesome Moloch power hammer. It's this big, beautiful power hammer. So, listen, Nate, and you got a you got a nice anvil. He's got trust me, he got he got some good shit. And he's actually his shop is right next to Aaron Sergal's shop. Sergal, uh, the black the he's blacksmith who who sells anvils and stuff like that. Yeah, you're all right, Nate. He's a great. I love Nate. Nate's a great dude. Yeah, yeah. All right, so Coor, this one, number 27, goes to Coor Customs. The, his beef is, the forge is better than stock removal discussion, especially when you ask about normalizing and they don't routinely do it. So it's the whole, like, uh, is forge better than stock removal? He's sick of that discussion. He's sick of people talking about, oh, you, oh, you don't even forge your knives. Oh, geez. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think they can be they can be bad knife makers in either sort of discipline, can't they? I think that's what he's getting at. 
Well, but I mean, but I think that, you know, it is it is the oldest, you know, I've actually, usually the people who say that are people who have no idea, have never made a knife before. And like, I, I was, when I was at, uh, I was at the Maker's Fair. This guy came up to me and he says, you know, can you believe that there are people that are just grinding the knives out? And I was like, hey, man, <laughs> I'd say 98% of my knives I just grind out. What's the, what's your problem? Goes, well, you know, that's not the – this is the real way. This is the real way. I'm like, hey, man, just relax. Just go eat your chili dog and fuck off. No one cares. No one cares your opinion. You know, you don't know shit about fuck. So that's the end of that. Yeah. I'm I mean, that, that conversation is – at least in modern times, especially based around commercial manufactured stuff, it's more about marketing by tearing down somebody else's shit. And the reality mm-hmm. is great knives can be made from both as long as you know what you're doing. That's yeah. it. And, 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 you know, back in the, you know, this is the, the funny thing is with the blacksmiths, you talk of the old blacksmiths and they say, well, you know, you, you shouldn't be welding, you know, welding is it's cheating. If the old guys back in the day had a TIG welder, guess what? They'd be using TIG welders all the time. You know, sure it's just shit like they'd you, be using a TIG welder. Yeah, 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 for sure. You know, you think you think you know they, efficiency is efficiency, and some people just yeah. can't just for you know it, the people are so stupid. It's just like ridiculous. It's it, people say things. I think that a lot of times people talk and they say things because they want to hear how it sounds coming out of their mouth. You know, it's like that's the only that's the only reason why people say what they say because it's just like you listen to this stuff. Oh, you do stock removal. Yeah, it's like so what? Who cares? Who cares? He likes a sunny side up fried egg. Who cares? Let him eat what he wants. Let him do what they want. Yeah, that's it. Number twenty eight. Number twenty eight is K H Daily Knives. Kyle Daly and. And he says, I love the podcast. And I listen to every episode. Oh, that's great. I love the jingles too. Oh, good. But I have one request. Uh-oh. And he's asking, could the Craig's Community Showcase and the Mareko's Notes from New Knife Maker, those, those bits, could they specifically be reduced in volume? What? So when, listen, when listening with the earbuds, it's a, it's a ton louder than your, than your voices, he's saying. So he's saying again, he loves the jingles. Oh, but it hurts his ears when listening. <laughs> it hurts his ears. But here's the thing. There's, there's a reason for that. So this podcast is generally three, three guys chatting. And, you know, originally this was meant to be for about half an hour, but they go on for, you know, hour, hour and a half. And that's the edited version that you hear. And I've, I've got a background in radio. I've come from radio. And it's all about dynamic range. So if you've just got three guys chatting for hour and a half, two hours, it's boring. So what we like to do, we like to... Sometimes we like to whisper, we like to bring people in. And when they're in and they're listening really intentively. <laughs> hey, hey, you got him. You got him. <laughs> <laughs> no, Kyle's a friend of mine. Kyle actually helped me a long time uh, doing some things for him. But I, I got to talk to you, Kyle. Kyle, get, get that earbud and put that earbud in your ear because I got to tell you something. You fucked up. <laughs> you fucked up. This was a, this was a tactical error. This is a tactical error to 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 voice this beef right before the all beef review because it's a mistake. But I love you. You're a good guy. But you, you gotta you gotta you gotta pull your pants up and relax. You gotta chill out. Don't worry about it. And stop using the earbuds. You gotta use the ear protection. Okay. Jesus. All right. That's it. Our next. <laughs> That's it. Our next one comes from Nick. W. Tanner, 83. When people ask, can you make it cheaper? It just seems a bit expensive for a knife. Or they say, I can't be that hard. It can't be that hard to make a knife. Tanner, Nick Uh Tanner, I hear you. 
It could it be cheaper, hard. but it wouldn't be it wouldn't be what it is. <laughs> I've no, I've got nickel and dime like that. Hmm. Yeah, I, I just Usually, feel like they should ahead, just sorry. go. They should just go to the grocery store and buy a knife, and they'll be happy. Well, you know, I, I think that especially with this custom knife business, I think that people because they if you just said I just make this one knife and that's it and there's no you know I think that people think that you can be a little bit more uh uh you know custom. And the funny thing is is when we try to when we try to come up with the pricing, you know, we try to make a pricing that's fair based on all the knives, so we do a price per inch. So when people find out about that price per inch, then they start saying, Well, you think you can just kind of nip off three quarters of an inch here and then another maybe an inch in here, and then all of a sudden you're gonna have the same thing. And it and it gets to the point where it's like, please just leave me alone. Leave me alone. <laughs> well, and I've I've had that I actually had that discussion the other day yesterday with a friend and uh, talking about people thinking, you know, oh, I'll just get a shorter knife and it's going to be yeah. less expensive. And the reality is the materials is not where that's killing us. It's it's the right. time and the skilled labor that it takes to make the thing. So yeah. from a four-inch paring knife up to a 10-inch chef's knife, cost-wise, material-wise, it's not – even in the Damascus, it's it's not that much of a difference in materials cost. But in the amount of time that it takes to do the things, it takes almost the exact same amount of time to make a four-inch paring knife as it does a ten-inch paring knife or a ten-inch chef's knife, and sometimes even more time for a four-inch knife because you're miniaturizing the knife. You're making it smaller. You're making it harder to make. And what? so, for my big fat fingers, for me, <laughs> it takes more time or as much time to make a four-inch paring knife, a full forged integral paring knife. All the contours oh, okay. as it does a 10-inch chef's knife. And so that's why I, the way I do my pricing is I have a base price, and then it's a price per inch from there. Gotcha. Dang, gotcha. girl. Dang, girl. I, I tell you, it's, it is tough. It is tough. It, it, and a lot of people, they just think that you know when you start talking base prices, people start to say, well, maybe I don't need this, and maybe I don't need that, and maybe you can do this. And I think that also a lot of people do like to – feel like they're putting their their stamp on it and part of that stamp is i'm telling this guy what to do and it's my money and i have a little bit of control over what he's doing and you don't have to do this or oh you don't what if we don't do the hand sanding or what if we don't do this or you know what people these people are crazy i i, I <laughs> fucking 100 Ten, nick tanner you're fucking on the ball on this one it's so annoying number 30 Jesse James has said, "Not the Pope beef- of Weld, not the Pope of Welding." No, this is this is J. E. There's a dot between every letter. It rolls off the tongue. My it's beef is when people too. when yeah, yeah yeah. My beef is when someone comes to my shop and points out that an unfinished knife on the bench isn't sharp. Like no shit, Dubby. The edge is at thirty thou, and it doesn't even have a handle yet. What do you expect? <laughs> I I had a chef friend of mine come into my shop and picked one up and looked at me like, this isn't finished. Like, I forgot. Like, he was pointing out something like I had forgotten. Don't don't send this out yet. It's not done. I'm like, yeah, put it down, asshole. I'm with you. I know. I know. Don't. This is. Don't worry. I know that one. I know that fucking beef. I, I, that is totally. That happened. He looked at me like I was like, he was saving me. Like, this, this isn't finished. This isn't ready to go. All right. <laughs> Number 31 comes from Taco Tacomo Silvonen. Tacomo Silvonen. 
I try my best. Yeah, that's fine. All right, here's my beef. Because I'm a blacksmith farrier, people keep sending me pictures about these shitty horseshoe sculptures and other stuff where the thing is made from horseshoes. It's almost never has to do with anything blacksmithing and probably less farriering. The people who send them all are like, hey, look at this awesome blacksmith sculpture. It would be my dream to have one. Then my usual respond is something like, okay, I think I could make something with the same type of theme, but I'm going to have to rivet or collar the shoes together and preferably forge the shoes too. And then the customer's like, okay, sounds cool. How much do you think it would cost? And then I say, I don't know, $1,500, $2,000. I don't know. I would have to, I'd have to do some math. And they said, oh, I thought it would be like $60 or $70 max. <laughs> I know you did. Now get the fuck out of here. So here you go. There's my beef. <laughs> nice beef. Yeah, people, nice beef. people, people certainly think that, that I, I, as from a sculptural standpoint, I tell you what, I get more shitty anything that has to do with metal. People send me pictures of me. I was thinking of you, and I'm just like, stop thinking of me. Think of someone else because this is this is some <laughs> bullshit. I don't want to see your I don't want to see your horseshoe bullshit. <laughs> I know, and and and. And Jonathan Porter, don't start. He's going to start texting me as soon as he hears this. He's going to start texting me about, oh, what are you talking about? I understand. There are farriers out there. We're with you. But <sighs> leave us alone. Leave us alone. <laughs> All right. Go our ahead. next one is from Matt Ox and, or sorry, Maddox Knives, M A T T O X Knives. Parents that don't stop their kids from touching my knives at shows. One couple said, don't worry. We're not litigious. Take it. Uh, had to tell them to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I fucking yeah. love that. I love it when these parents are funny. <laughs> Don't worry, we won't sue. Get the fuck. The kid may lose a finger. Get the fuck out of here. Get the stop touching shit. We've gone over this. I and Mareko. Mareko, you're the one who knows. You're the one who knows the best <laughs> about people touching your knives. Yeah. Oh. Stop yeah. touching shit. Just look with your eyes. You know you're not you're not that you're not that sensitive that you have to touch everything and your kid shouldn't be touching anything. So Maddox knives, you got to tell him to get the fuck out of here. And when they say they're not litigious trying to be funny and cute, yeah. they're not being funny and cute. You're being obnoxious. Nobody cares about your funniness or your your nobody or how cute you are. Just beat it. Well, and the thing is the, these guys, these it's a lot of dads bringing their kids to the knife show. The kids yeah. are either, uh, you know, at home, they're really excited, and then they get to the show, and they're there for 10 minutes, and the kids are bored as fuck. And then they're, the dads are super stoked, though, and they're walking around, they're leading the way, and they're looking at everything. The kids trail in behind, and the kid's touching everything behind the dad. Dad's not looking. Dad's, dad's got other shit going on. Here's my deal. You go to a show, you bring your kid, your kid is your number one priority. Yeah. Pay attention to that fucking kid. One, so they don't get their damn finger cut off. But two, so they don't break somebody's work that they, you know, spent the last week on uh, building. Because it's just it's, it's just obnoxious parenting. The, when I was, I, had a, I did a sculpture show a number of years ago. And I had my, these giant fishing lures all over this wall. And some of them were on the low side. And these, these parents were come, letting their kids, they were talking to me. And their kids were grabbing shit. And they were touching things. And I would have to say to the parents, it's not for touching. It's, or don't. These, they, it's like, it's like a lot of these parents when they leave the house, and this is something you're gonna know, Craig. 
This is something you're going to know. They think that, like, as soon as they leave the house, all of a sudden they get a little bit of a reprieve. It's just, you know, the environment. Responsibility is gone. Yeah, a little bit of (laughs) the environment is going to teach them how to behave. And it's like, get your goddamn, just have a little control of your kids, for God's sakes. Especially in a knife show. Are you crazy? Why wouldn't you say to your kids, hey, man, don't touch anything. Just keep your fucking hands in your pockets. You know, you ever go to the, one of those, uh, like, a, like a newspaper stand, and then the kid's there, he's grabbing every fucking candy bar, and he's putting them all back, and the parents, put that back, put that back. These parents have no control. <laughs> and why would you let your kid do that at a knife show? Oh, especially at a knife show. I mean, I, can't, I mean, why don't you go to, like, a, a, a trash compactor show? Go touch, <laughs> go touch, go put your hand in the, down in the sink in the disposal unit. This is a good place. Go ahead. <laughs> Oh my God. You okay, Jeff? Are you I'm, okay I'm, there, Jeff? I'm, I'm winding down. I'm fine. I'm fine. Okay, okay. We're going to finish. We've got one more. And yeah. it's nice to finish on a nice note. So this yeah. is from um, Lewee1. So L-E-W-E-E-1 on Lee-wee. Instagram. Lewee. 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 Little wee wee. So this is number 33. <laughs> and this is a big brown nose beef. Yeah. So baby. my beef is that I didn't find you guys earlier. Oh. He's just binge listened to eight episodes. Jeez. That's that's that's, that's good going. Time. That's mental patient time right there. <laughs> only thirty five to go. Oh. This stuff is gold for the budding knife maker. Great to know I'm not the only one struggling with aspects of knife making, and there are solutions out there if you're willing to listen and do the research. So he wants to thank us very much. Well, Leewe, I'm with you. Can I can I just make one point about this podcast, which is this has sure. been so much fun for me, and I, and I and I hope it's been fun for you too. One thing I will say is, is that I think that the people who listen to this podcast are not necessarily looking for tips all the time. They're looking for where their companions. The people who listen to podcasts are not working in high production shops <laughs> because your boss would say you're not fucking working hard enough. Stop listening mm-hmm. to podcasts. These are people working in their in their shops or in their basements or their little space, and they're working. They need company, and we're trying to provide a little bit of company and companionship that you can toil away and. And it's it's just been a lot of fun for me, and, and everyone has been very very all beefs aside. This has been a lot of fun for me, and, and we've been really getting a lot of really really nice things that people have been saying. Absolutely, I love you too, Greg. <laughs> yeah, George, George, George. Yeah, that's that's George my next beef. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, but George should be for me at a later date. I absolutely agree. It's it's. Uh, you know, this is what I love about going to hammer-ins or going to knife shows is actually getting to hang out and spend time with other knife makers because we do. I mean, I, I'm I'm a special situation. I share my shop with three other guys, but for the most part, everybody's working on their own and in isolation kind of because uh, we're all over the country and all around the world. And so to have uh, these voices to listen to <laughs> other than your own voices in your own head, uh, but who are sharing in the struggle uh, in the in the frustrations and some of the glory of the knife making I think is is awesome yeah mm-hmm. that's great and, yeah. and it's been a lot of fun so it's great. yeah and thank you to every listener so we're we're coming close to our two millionth stream so we're are you getting, kidding me seriously we're getting close to 50,000 people listening per episode oh my wow. god so we're just really thankful that you know it's not just us three yeah, it's awesome. talking to each other you know, there are actually people listening, and, and we want you to contribute as much as possible. So send in your questions. Send in any audio that you have. Let's get you in the show. Yeah. Let's make this, you know, as communal as possible. I, I think that the audio is a strong move. 
Yeah, especially yeah. if fucking Mary Poppins comes in. That'd be fucking awesome. I will say right. that, that... My one... beef... <laughs> right, my beef is people <laughs> wanting to come. They're interested. They want to come and see us make knives. Fucking hell, Mary Poppins! <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the great things about this, about what we're trying to do especially is, is you know, if you listen to a lot of these podcasts... A lot of them, they're just talking and they're not really as, you know, this is a community and we try to be as, we try to involve everybody in it and we want people to be involved. And I love the idea that we did this because we really, at first when I was, when we were kind of, when I was putting these together and sending them to Craig, I was thinking, oh, we're never going to get through fucking 30, 30 beefs. And, and, and we're through them all and with, with time to spare. So it's just really cool to get questions from people and people are really asking a lot of questions. And, and the other thing is, is I'm really impressed with how many people are, are sharing us on their stories and, and, you know, we try to be as, you know, we try to be as approachable as possible and, and we don't avoid people. We don't, anyone has a question, we either bring it up on the show or we'll address it. And I, I, it's been a really, really great experience, much better than I expected. Absolutely. Yeah, so that's a show. And then that's a show. maybe that's the last of the beefs for the year. Who knows? We'll see. I'm sure we'll Yeah, maybe else. maybe we try to be more positive from now on. <laughs> Not what, so, what would uh, be what down would, on things? But it's just easy the, to to be down. Well, it's fun. It, it's also fun. You know, that's the other thing. It's like it, it's it's fun to be a little bit nasty sometimes. You know, it's like hmm. it's it's kind of enjoyable to kind of like you know say go. I had a, my last podcast with uh, my buddy Nico. We had a segment called "Go Fuck Yourself," and it was really like <laughs> <laughs> it was a little bit like beef, but it was a little bit more. <laughs> Uh, it was intense. So, so I, I understand it, and and, and uh, but we need to. We need at some point. We need an op. What would be the opposite of a beef? <laughs> fucking cheese. cheese. Obviously, <laughs> cheese. <laughs> cheese. I haven't thought about that. As soon as you said that, a fucking cheese. So, this- uh, so that's that's 2018 over and done with. So here's to 2019, Baby. and let's hope we all have a great year. Outstanding. Absolutely. Well, bet all the best. People. <laughs> That was for you, Kyle. That's for you, Kyle. Stick them in your ears. Stick them in your ears. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working... The HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.